0: Buckle up that chin strap. It's time for college football across the South. The Southern Blitz is here with your co hosts, Jordan Wallace and Drew Adele.
1: Well, give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. We are 10 weeks into the season and well, if you're in the SEC, there's about a fifty-fifty chance you took an ass kick in this weekend, or you could have been on the other end of it. Uh, Drew and I have had our own little fun trying to get to get the pod running this week. We have had a whole lot of technical difficulties, and Drew, I think we're we're maybe just too old for this or something. Yeah, maybe too old for this, or
0: um, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're just maybe I'm having a hangover from this weekend. Maybe I just got my yeah. tail kicked so bad that I can't even. Get the pod together. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'm having some Razorback uh, Razorback hangover here, man. You know, well, hey, you Sam know what?
1: Pit, Sam Pittman syndrome
0: going if, on. If, you know? if
1: if football's hurting you that bad, you can always take a little breather. Go watch, I don't know, Polar Express or something. Yeah. Just to <laughs> just to kick back and relax. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. oh boy, good times, good times, yeah, good times. yeah. Who does For th- Who doesn't watch Polar Express in their locker room? You I'm know? telling I mean, you. You know, it's a good the- good motivational thing.
1: All the other fan bases are, are wondering, what the heck are they talking about? And it's because on social media, somebody sent out a video, during the halftime of the Auburn-Arkansas game, there are Arkansas players watching Polar Express in the locker room.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, now, for for the record, this was in the walk-on slash shirt locker room. Um, so, these guys weren't even contributing at all, but yes. Well, who was, was just,
1: contributing for Arkansas
0: in that game? Listen, hey, Jordan, they're all – they're, they're – <laughs> they're all going to be home for christmas they were getting in the christmas spirit christmas okay spirit. They, are, right. they are they, they were... are going
1: to go we'll go ahead and add them to the list Drew. Yes. arkansas is on the home for christmas list
0: uh, oh, they're home all home right. for
1: well, sure despite all that we still got a lot to get through we got a ton of news to go through this week uh we'll right after that we'll get right into the pickem as we get down to the final 4 uh we're going to talk a little bit on the playoffs and then we are going to breeze through our, uh, our recap from this past week. Cause I, like I said, there were no good games. It was all beatings. Um, and then we'll get into a preview for next week, my big three bets, and we are out of here. And then just two more weeks of college football. So nowhere to start, but the head coach of Texas A&M Jimbo Fisher has been officially fired. And not only that drew, they, they boasted about it on the field. By showing the big check the donors gave to help pay for that buyout. <laughs> yeah. you know it's It's, it's got to be a little depressing that your donors come up with $160 million. And then you're like, well, crap, half of this is going to Jimbo's bank account. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, it's, are, uh, you are free.
0: It, it's nuts. I mean, the whole thing is nuts. I mean, we've been I think we've fired Jimbo on this podcast like for the last year and a half, you know, every week. Uh, so it's crazy that it, it's already happened. But uh, that moment was funny, kind of surreal with the check and everything. But, you know, honestly, I'll give a tip of the cap to A&M because it it truly does show, like, how serious they are about being competitive and and playing championship football down in that college station. I mean, they're willing to pay this much money. And we talked about it today, Jordan. I mean, look, you know, 60-something million dollars is coming from TV contracts. I mean, they've got crazy money from donors down there. They they ain't worried about it. They're going to pay it off. They're going to go get who they want to get and move on. But, uh, you know, enough was enough, man. Uh, You know what? One thing I thought, and I want to get your take on it, is I I think that they thought this was the perfect time because if Jimbo beats Abilene Christian this week and then let's say he slips in and upsets LSU the next week, uh uh-oh, all of a sudden he's got momentum. Do they keep him another year? I think they knew, like, they had to strike right now. Like, they were just – they.
1: Could we don't care weapon, what happens. Had to do it. Yeah, exactly. And they clearly didn't because he just won fifty-one to ten. Right. Um, right. You know that that game was just so bad that they fired everybody involved. Yeah, so, Mississippi State gets everybody fired. Mississippi yeah, we'll, State we'll fires get. Everybody. Yeah, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to Arnett in a second. Um, I don't know. I, I guess kudos to the Aggies for finally pulling the trigger. But man, I, how. True. How bad do you have to be at your job that people are willing to pay you $76 million not to do it?
0: Yeah, and they've got to pay him $22.6 by March
1: 11th, yep. Jordan.
0: I mean, it's just insane. If, if I'm Jimbo, I've got the biggest smile on my face in the world right now. I mean, good grief. The guy's made of money. He's made of money, man. You yeah. Know? But yeah, you've got to suck at your job to be that bad. And, you know, let's yeah. give Jimbo a little bit of credit great recruiter he was good with a checkbook and uh
1: well he (laughs) wasn't cutting
0: those checks but I mean well he was good at spending other people's money and uh you know and he put together pretty good staffs but he just could not produce man couldn't get out of his own way
1: and you know that's a good point Drew is speaking of the that checkbook and and those players and recruiting that's the one other you know nice little piece of insulation you have if you're if you're an Aggie fan is do you necessarily lose a ton of guys out of your recruiting class or your current team? I mean, how, are we really under the impression that they came to college station because of Jimbo Fisher? Um, that That's the thing is those, those NIL deals. Those don't change if you don't, if, if you don't want, I mean, they're, they're still going to be there. So are those players just going to turn on all, all that money down? Yeah, I don't, right. I don't see it. I, you'll lose some, no doubt. They're going to have some players leave, but I don't think it's going to be a massive. It's like you might see somewhere else. Right. I agree. I agree. And
0: I'm with you. It's not like they committed to Jimbo, not like they really even committed A&M. They committed to the opportunity, the money, whatever. And uh, I I think most of them will wait to see who's hired, because I would think, Jordan, that they will hire someone. You got to think that they probably had somebody in mind already that they've been talking to. And I think they get them in by December 1st when the portal, opens up because they're going to want to keep obviously as many of these guys
1: on campus as they can yeah well let's let's talk about that i I mean my in my brain the first the first name that really pops out is mike elko the head coach at duke was previously the a&m defensive coordinator makes a ton of sense as uh as their next head coach i know and i've already seen every name under the sun thrown out there there was a whole lot of uh, Aggies trying to throw out dan landing i don't Again, I don't see why that makes sense because we're talking about when you're talking about a And M. One of the things that makes that job a much higher job than it used to be is that we live in this nil world where a And M is fully capable and willing to just throw some money around, um, despite what their fans may tell you about them not buying players. Um, you know who you know who's just as willing to do that though, Drew, is Oregon. So I, you know that 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 big aspect of it where you can get a bunch of recruits in that way, Oregon, Oregon can do that too. They've got plenty of Nike money to throw around and Dan Lanning's obviously done a good job there this year. Um, I just don't see him you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand the point for him to start over basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: And we debated this, you know, today. I, I actually think Lanning would, would make sense. I don't know if it makes sense for A&M But I think it makes sense for Dan Lanning, a guy who probably wants to get back to the South, wants to get back to the SEC. His ego is so big that I'm sure he'd love to play Kirby, would love to play Saban if Saban's here next year, that kind of thing. Um, I could see Lanning jumping on an opportunity like that and the money that could be paid to him. For A&M, they're probably thinking maybe bigger than that. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they're making a run – uh, or are they a little know. nervous
1: to throw a lot of money out there after the last deal?
0: Well, they may, but I could see them. I could see them making a run like, you know, let's go ahead and say it, like a guy like Urban Meyer. I mean, I you could see it, you know, morals you
1: morals it. thrown out the window, just oh yeah, just oh, all yeah. the way, all in. We're getting Urban yeah. Meyer.
0: No, I do. I'm glad you brought up Mike Elko, though. He he is probably arguably the most realistic hot name, and I say realistic because for all you. Aggie fans listening, you're not going to get. I don't even know how to say the guy's name. The Washington coach De Deboer, oh, Deboer. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get that guy. Why would he come from the West Coast to come to Texas A&M to play in the SEC? He's got it made over there right now. He's heading to the Big Ten. He's, he's got things built rolling. A team.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's on
0: a playoff team. I mean, he ain't coming. So um, you know, but I think Elko makes makes sense for him. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see landing. Um, that kind of thing. In fact, I, you know, I, I, my early pick would be that they make a run at a guy like landing just because he makes sense in an area geographically that he's, he's familiar with. And he's already paying players. He's already part of that culture. So I mean, what's the, what's the change?
1: What's the change at the end of the day? I get it. I get it. I, uh, you know, who makes a lot of sense but makes zero sense at the same time is Lane Kiffin. Um, now, Lane, Lane seems to hate the Aggies, and vice versa, the, the Aggies seem to hate Lane. But if you take all of that rivalry out of it, I mean, Lane Kiffin just in his press conference on Saturday after losing to Georgia was basically kind of complaining about, well, you know what? They've got 24 five-stars on their team. We've got one, you know? And it's just, that's the world Ole Miss lives in. Um, and so Lane's having to live in that world where, you know, you can only out-coach somebody so much but when you're outnumbered 24 to one in five stars, um, you're, that's just going to be a really tough hill to climb. He would not have that hill to climb. I mean, a and and m can land plenty of five stars. So I could, I could see that making sense, but I don't, I don't think the, uh, the egos from either side involved would, would allow that to happen. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I read that, I
0: read that, uh, that text i'm sure the old miss fans are cringing right now saying we're about to go through this again um but you know that's the one thing that makes you scratch your head i I don't think he'll be realistically in the picture but it does make you scratch your head and say man he'd have all the five stars he ever wanted there you know um but i just realistically i mean i just can't after last year's kind of debacle with auburn
1: kind of the run
0: yeah. they made. I just can
1: not. Well, and Lane's already basically come out and, and pretty much said he's he's not interested in that job. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny going from Jimbo to Zach Arnett. You're talking about the world's largest buyout to the probably one of the smallest um, and, and no surprise. I mean, I think I think we both knew Zach Arnett was probably going to happen. I think this was more of a an experiment um, similar to Ole Miss with Matt Luke. Just kind of a, hey, let's see what he can do for a year. Uh, you know, he was an easy hire last year after Mike Leach passed away. Um, it, it just didn't work. It, it was clearly not a fit. No, I mean, no harm, no foul. Honestly, you lost a year trying it out, go out, start from scratch, find the guy that best fits that program, which I'm going to give you one that I, I don't like for them as much, but I do like, and that's Rhett Lashley, um, Southern roots, obviously from Springdale, Arkansas, right here next to the University of Arkansas. Uh, head coach at SMU now, but offensive coordinator at about I think five or six different schools. Um, I'm trying to remember: UConn, Miami, SMU, Samford. Pretty sure I'm missing somebody, but I mean, plenty of plenty of high end experience, and he's doing a heck of a job with SMU this year. I mean, they look poised to finish ten and two. The only reason I don't like him as much from Mississippi State is because Drew. I think we both kind of feel like a Sam Pittman firing could could come any day now. Well, and if it does, does is is Rhett Lashley not a just home run of a of a lead candidate for the for the
0: Hogs? I think he I think he makes a lot of sense. I mean, the only thing that kind of sticks out in my head is, you know, Gus and and Rett really everybody didn't leave on great terms, and sometimes I wonder. You know, if there's bitterness there, if there's a desire to come back home, I sure hope there is, because Rhett is one of the hottest young coaches out there. But I, I'll pose a question. I mean, he's Jordan. cute. I don't know that he's hot, but <laughs> uh, we know we know how you feel about him. Uh, but you know, in my opinion, yeah, this is this is a tough debate right here, Jordan. I was kind of sober thinking about this question today, and I'll ask you. You know, Zach Garnett's gone. Pittman's not gone yet, but, you know, let's say Pittman goes. Which one today is a better job in the SEC, Arkansas
1: or Mississippi State? It's Arkansas, and it's really not that close, I don't think. Um, Trust me, I, I, you know, I think at this point the Hogs are in trouble because they're going to be – and, you know, cover your heart for a second, Drew, because I'm going to say some mean words. Um, With OU and Texas coming into the SEC – Arkansas might be a bottom quarter job in the SEC right now. No, there's not a might
0: be. We are, no doubt. I mean, it's painful. It is, you know, and it could be happening at a worse time. But I also think this is why you, you got to get this right, you know, and I know we're kind of bouncing yeah. around for Mississippi State and Arkansas. I'll bounce back right now to Mississippi State. I do like Lashley a lot, um, a guy that I know you kind of disagree with a little bit just because of his age. I like Willie Fritz geographically. Yeah. I like what he's done at Tulane. I think he could do some really great things at Mississippi State. But Jordan, there's one guy we're not talking about that makes honestly the most sense. But I've been told he don't Jamie recruit. Tadwell? That he don't recruit. And I'm talking about Dan Bullet.
1: I mean, it,
0: I know you can't it,
1: you can't do that in this. I, that's the same. Well, I, I was going to say it's the same story as Mike Gundy, but you know. I, you
0: know, why not? I, I, why not? I mean, you know. what you have he, to
1: recruit.
0: I know, but he has said that, that Starkville is the place that he claims is, you know, his favorite coaching spot. I mean, he's been criticized. I mean, I, I can see it happening. I really could see it happening. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Uh, you know, and, and you said Jamie Chadwell. Uh, I think that's the, the other name that's kind of in the hat as well. Would make a lot of sense. Um, you know, an up-and-comer type guy familiar with the area to an extent and, at liberty uh, right
1: now for those that don't know
0: yeah at liberty's been at coastal carolina had great success there yep. so uh man but you know the cool thing about that is jordan all those names we just rattled off you get excited to a certain extent about all you, of those. oh yes
1: yeah. uh, even you know? willie fritz with it i mean he obviously he's older and i i'd like a younger you want a younger hire to you know put a little more hope but you know, Willie Fritz with what he's done at Two Lane, Yeah. That's going to put some hope. And man, that is, that is 90% of, of college football drew it's hope yeah. just a whole bunch yeah. of hopium. And, and then, and then comes the disappointment of the season. I mean, you know, well, obviously all the, the schools, Arkansas, Mississippi state, A&M know that all too well right now, but you know, that, that hope is what keeps you going. Cause things could just turn around all of a sudden. Well, and here, here's the, Here's the reality of college football, especially in the SEC
0: now. And it, this is a great stat. The only current SEC coaches who coached a game for their team in the 2010s, Nick Saban, Mark Stoops, mm-hmm. Kirby Smart. That's it. Wow. I mean, out of all the teams, those three coaches, that's it. So because in the last four years, that's crazy. It's insane. The turnover is insane, but it is a win right now within two years league or you're gone you're recycled you know and so it is what it is man i do i will tell you this if uh if brian kelly has not already called zach arnett and offered him the defensive coordinator job at lsu he's crazy he should already fired his own guy (laughs) so So, um arnett's gonna have plenty of uh plenty of jobs and hey i've seen so many tweets about Mississippi State fans talking about how fondly they think of Arnett. He should be remembered fondly. He did a great job with that transition, unthinkable mm-hmm.
1: passing. And so And he did a great job out. with that defense before before taking the head job. So yes. yes. Yeah. He'll be he'll be fine. Um kind of keeping on that line, Drew. So Penn State, you know, loses the big game to Michigan this weekend and then fires their offensive coordinator, which, you know, it's fine. I, 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 get, I, you know, I kind of like the move. Just saying, hey, we're going to play big boy football. We're going to win at a very high level. Um, and, and but again, they weren't taking on the head coach at Michigan because Hardball apparently died. By the way, uh, Michigan Sharon Moore reacted to that whole deal, <laughs> um, <laughs> crying and saying, "This one's for you." But you know, as of right now, the Big Ten has suspended Hardball for the next well, for Saturday and the next two games. Um, of the regular season. So I don't know I, if they win both those games. I'm kind of like, what was the point of that punishment? It should be, I, I think it should be more severe, but you know, it is what it is. Um, in the meantime, I mean, Sharon Moore's getting a nice little audition and very well will get a, a high level head coaching job out of this deal um, somewhere. And, and I, and I can't be happier. So I don't know, Drew, I don't think I've even told you this, Um I wouldn't call us friends, but Sharon and I actually, we had class together back in college and sat next to each other, talked a bunch in class and everything. Um, Really, really good dude. Didn't really, wasn't that great at football. I mean, high enough to play at a major university and be on scholarship, but never was a starter, never really thought much of it. And then suddenly just, you know, everything worked out for him on the coaching gig and he's done a heck of a job. So that's my, that's my claim to fame. There you go. There you go, Sean. You need to start listening to the pod. If you aren't already <laughs> listening to the pod, you need to be
0: listening to the pod to get ready for your game for the week. We'll, we'll, hey, we'll talk about we'll talk about your game uh, if you'll you'll tune in. You know, but no, I, I'm All with right. you. I think uh, I think Harbaugh's, I think it should be more severe. I had somebody argue with me last Friday about you know innocent until proven you know guilty, and I'm like, I don't know how we, much we more, got enough evidence. How much more we need? At this point, I wish the NCAA would come down hard on him. Um, they won't. Uh, they, they'll they'll march their way into the playoff, I'm sure. But, you know, it does make me wonder, Jordan, how many times is this happening throughout college
1: football uh, and we just haven't caught it, you know? I, I yeah. do wonder. I wonder how many people I, I cannot are imagine, signs and well, things like that. I can't imagine it was to this level. And, and you sure. know, to be fair, I mean, heck – part of it you you punish Michigan for being just so stupid and brazen about the whole thing I mean they didn't even try to hide this so I don't know pure arrogance yeah yeah Connor Stallion 100% Connor Connor Stallion and bragging about it like I mean (laughs) yeah no I I I don't know I you know me I I would be a lot more severe with my punishment um, to a lot of these teams that are doing stuff whether it's whether it's this or the LSU embezzlement thing, like, I, I don't know. It frustrates me. Um, it's funny hearing SEC fans, like, talk about the, the dirty Big Ten. I was like, well, maybe we shouldn't be throwing uh, stones yeah. from our glass house. Stone. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. That's right. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, if you have anything else on, otherwise I'm going to move on to our pick because I know there's some anxious people wondering what happened. Roll on. All right. Well, let's get to it. We had the elite eight finish up this week. We are down to our final four. So the one seed Roger in trouble was only was only one pick behind rallied to win it by one pick and he will advance to the final four. Nobody's going to get this guy out. Apparently um, he does advance to take on the winner of Cam representing Florida and Jason from a and and in that one it was our only one that I teased that did in fact go to the tiebreaker game in which Jason will advance and take on Roger. So we got a little Texas versus Texas A and M in the final four. Then on the other side of the bracket, well, this one was not close. Matt representing OU got just donkey stomped by uh, Nick representing the University of Texas Arlington. So three Texas schools represented in the in the final four, and unfortunately for Prashant from Florida. He had the second-best record in the Elite Eight. Um, In fact, I even looked. He was tied for the second-best with Nick, but would have won the tiebreaker over Nick. Unfortunately for Prashant, he took on the only person that would have beaten him this week, or this last two weeks for this round, and that is Brandon from Georgia, who will advance. Um, Tough draw. Tough draw. Yeah, but uh, I, I have to give props to Brandon. I forgot to do this a couple weeks ago. In the Sweet 16 matchup, Brandon was given the opportunity to take the easy win because he had a lead. His opponent's picks eliminated his opponent because they had too many in common and he was already down a couple games. Brandon was kind. He allowed his opponent to change two of his picks just to give him a fighting chance and still advance. So major props. Glad you're in the final four. Roger first, Jason Nick first, Brandon. Let's see who goes the championship. You have two weeks this round. Um, and then the winners will compete in the conference championship week to decide it all. So, that being said, pick them this week. Games are Utah versus Arizona, Louisville versus Miami, Purdue versus Northwestern, Rice versus Charlotte, UCF versus Texas Tech, Washington versus Oregon State, and Kentucky versus South Carolina. All right. Well, since we're talking about Final Fours and we're talking about playoffs, Drew, let's talk about the playoff picture. Um, you know, let's let's start here. Who's your four right now, Drew?
0: Oh man, you know,
1: I mean, obviously I, hold on. Let me let me preface this. I don't want your top four right now. I want your yeah. four predictions. So, if you think Ohio State's going to be Michigan or, yeah. or whatever, yeah. how you, yeah. however you yeah. think that's going to go, I want your four teams you think are going to go in.
0: I'm with you. Yep. I'm going uh, – oh, man, this is tough. Georgia, uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think Ohio State and Michigan both get in, and I think you you Florida State and Georgia. That's my guess.
1: Today. Okay. So, yep. So, let me let me have some fun with you. Okay. Um, I think OU has a
0: one percent chance still. So, yeah.
1: F- let me give you this uh, this little scenario though. Okay. So Florida State wins out, undefeated. They're in. Right. <clears throat> Washington wins out. They're undefeated. They're in. Um, I don't care which one. Michigan or Ohio State obviously goes undefeated, beats the other one. They're in. So you got three right there, right? Yep. Let's uh, let's just say Michigan wins for to make this easier. Bama wins out and knocks off Georgia in the SEC championship game. So now you know what I—I I don't want to put them in there. Ohio State gets beat twice, or Michigan gets, beats twice. So you have the Ohio State, Michigan winners in Florida State and Washington are all in. Now you've got one lost bama, one lost georgia, one lost texas as they went out. And uh and you got to determine who gets into that fourth spot. Mm. Who mm. who gets it? Oh
0: lord. You I'm know, telling you. I mean that is that is this incredibly could, hard. I,
1: this could be fun.
0: You know, I mean, then do you start looking at, you know, straight to schedule,
1: momentum at the end of the season. You know, I mean, you got ba- to Well, let's let's break it down. You got bama who won the SEC Picking and just team. knocked off yeah. number 1 i mean i'm likely number 1 at that point georgia
0: yeah i don't know. Um, i don't know how alabama doesn't get in that scenario in my opinion
1: i mean you know they played the hardest okay well hardest let's schedule. let's look at the other side of it <laughs> texas also 12 and 1 also has a a good loss so to speak and yet they they beat alabama not even on a neutral ground drew beat them on their own turf by 10 and you're going to put Bama in ahead of Texas? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's and is Georgia And yeah. is Georgia just out at this point? I know their strength of schedule is not good, but. Yeah. Well, and that, and that could end up
0: hurting them. I mean, you know, it really could. Their strength of schedule could come back and bite them here at the end.
1: I mean, that's a brutal scenario. I mean, I, I, I have, I well, have here's, absolutely no clue. I, I mean, imagine if uh, you got a one-loss Ohio State or one-loss Michigan, you got to factor in there, too. Yeah. Or, or or Oregon knocks off Washington, and now Oregon's a one-loss team, and so is Washington, which that could very well happen. Oh I mean, yeah, then... I, I'd ex- I expect that to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, although you know that's a big game. I mean, Washington has to go at number twelve, Oregon State this weekend. Which, by the way, Jonathan Smith, head coach at Oregon State, another name that Arkansas or Mississippi State should look at. I know he doesn't have the regional ties. But he has Oregon State at number 12 in the country. And that is a team that does not really have a conference going forward. So he's even more inclined to take a deal elsewhere. Um, That's just my little pitch for him real quick. But, yeah, Oregon State's actually a a one-and-a-half-point favorite over Washington this weekend. Yeah. So that is – yeah, that's an interesting one. But if Washington wins that and then their only loss is to Oregon in the the Hmm. Pac-12 championship, what do, you, what do you do? That's a whole lot of one-loss teams with a really nice, uh, you know, resume.
0: This is why we've got to expand the the playoff ASAP. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's Well, it's this nuts. year's a huge, huge reason for it. Huge, you know. I mean, huge reason. But I, I'm with you. I mean, it's it's difficult. But, I mean, every one of these teams still has semi-difficult games. I mean, I'm still not convinced Florida State gets – you know, doesn't have a hard time with Florida at the end of the season – um, it's hard of that. As hard of that is to believe. I think Florida will be up for that game. I think it'll be tough. Alabama has obviously got Auburn. Auburn's kind of picking up some steam. Um, Georgia's got Tennessee this week. I mean, there's some games in there that that you know, like you said, Washington. Uh, was it Washington, Oregon, say this weekend? Yeah, is that right? Correct. Yeah, this weekend. Uh, I think Texas has pretty much got it wrapped up here at the end of the season. But you know, we'll we'll see, man. Hopefully. That doesn't happen because I'm going to feel really bad for some fan bases. Uh, that they, they get left out,
1: honestly. In that situation, yeah. 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 I don't know. And, and you know, honestly, this, I could see any one of those teams that we mentioned, any one of those, I guess, eight, um, I could see any one of them winning at all. I think they all have the, the ability to do so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you have to remember, no team has ever made it to the playoffs with more than one loss. I mean, so it, you know. Oh yeah, no one. Yeah, we, one. Yeah, two
1: losses, and you're out in this. Any I, of these I don't guys? There's any question now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we got a lot of on the verge teams here. So we'll we shall see, my friend. It
1: will become clear very, very soon. Very soon. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's. Uh, if you're ready, we can jump into a recap of the games from this past week. Uh, I, I mean, I, I got into it right off the bat, Drew ass kickings across the board in the sec you want to know what the closest game this weekend was drew lsu Florida. it was lsu florida a 17 point difference which was a good game for a little while trust me i was sitting over there just like man let my prediction come true i was going to absolutely <laughs> clip that and put it on this week's episode oh yes <laughs> oh yes hey and, you know what and florida and daniel's play oh yeah?
0: daniel's play
1: they and daniels played well played. 234 yes. yards rushing and 372
0: passing goodness you know, right. I'll say something about that real quick. You know, I know that LSU's record may not merit, uh, you know, I mean, jay Daniels for the Heisman, that kind of thing. But seriously, I mean, listen to the stat, Jordan. Jay Daniels leads the nation in total offense by 57 yards per game at 408.2, which is more than 80 teams average this season. He's accounted for 38 touchdowns which is more than 81 teams have even scored. I mean, this guy's beating entire teams. Uh, I mean, dude, yeah. he's unbelievable.
1: Well, he, cause I, it's,
0: they don't have a running game outside of him. Yeah, I do so think he has to, to be to. in
1: the high. And their defense top. is he,
0: terrible. Yeah, he needs to be in New York. I mean, he really does. He's an unbelievable talent. Unbelievable talent. But, yeah, back to the game. I mean, unbelievable game. Uh, I thought Florida really hung in there well. Jaden Daniels was the difference. Like There's that
1: nod of uh, of confidence they got from from the Southern Blitz that really right. inspired them to play that well. It was. The ETN so, played really good. ETN had a like, of a game. Like I said, it was the closest one. Y- here, you want to know what the next closest game was? Mm. Alabama-Kentucky, a four-touchdown victory for the Tide. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. You had yeah. that one. You had 52-17. Georgia just dismantled Ole Miss, and, and that's – we got to talk about that one. I mean, the Kentucky yeah. game—they they pummeled Alabama. Pummeled them. I, I don't think it made overly surprise there. But Georgia just blasting Ole Miss. I mean, you know, I, it it almost is irritating, Drew, for other like other fan bases, and especially in the SEC, you just you just messed around while while Georgia piddled away and just couldn't do anything. I mean, their offense was terrible. Their defense was still solid, but they were vulnerable. And nobody was good enough to take advantage early in the season. And so now Georgia is once again rolling. And, and I mean they, they very well might three Drew. I don't no, I, I think I might pick them at this point. And they're doing it with, you know, a guy like Brock Bowers comes
0: back. I mean, the right. guy's other otherworldly. I mean, at this point. Looks looks like he's been playing for weeks, never, never skipped a beat. I mean, and honestly. I was thinking about this during the game Jordan the fact that he came back he felt like it was worth it to come back you know he he wasn't thinking about the NFL yet that kind of thing I think for Kirby's culture it challenges every guy on that team to say hey we're we're here to win another championship these guys are serious Uh, anyway I, I was blown away man I mean Ole Miss was in the game for the first two series and then it was over and it was a Dominating performance, and uh, you know Lane talked about it after the game. I mean, at some point the five stars show up, and they yep. showed up and showed out. On yeah, Saturday they did. Night.
1: Well, you know who you know who also showed out on Saturday night that I think made the biggest statement this weekend to me, Missouri. Yes, uh, I mean this this game we talked about in the pod. I, I I went back and forth on who to pick in this game. I, mean, I thought this was going to be a tight, great game, and they blew the doors off Tennessee. 36 to 7. I mean, man, this is the best their defense has played. They controlled the clock. Brady Cook was good enough.
0: Cody yeah. Schrader
1: goes for over 200 yards. Man, yeah. uh, very very impressive from Cody uh, Schrader. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cody Schrader was unbelievable. I mean, this guy, we have ragged on him since the beginning of the year, right. but he was I mean, every time they gave him the ball, this guy's good for Several yards. I mean, Tennessee couldn't do anything. Tennessee was giving up the middle, the flats, everything. They could not do a single thing. This game was thirteen to seven at half. But again, it comes back down to halftime adjustments. And Drinkwitz has been unbelievable this year at those. And I mean, it was a dominating, dominating performance. And uh, that Tennessee defense was just diced and decimated
1: all afternoon on Saturday. Yeah. No. I, I get it. And you know what? So was Vandy, South Carolina, 47 to six. And man, if anybody needed a blow up victory, it was South Carolina. You know, yeah. Spencer Rattler still a good, they, they actually had something that resembled a running game. Um, yeah. They, you know, again, it's Vandy, but considering how South Carolina has looked recently, they needed this. Um, yeah. You know, I, we, we already talked a little about the A&M game. Obviously they, they, but down to the third string quarterback Jalen Henderson eight eight or eight pass attempts coming into this game and they were all at Fresno State in his two years there transfer not you know he's a depth piece nothing more but that's really all they needed against Mississippi State they yeah I mean their defense did did the, the heavy lifting for
0: sure so yeah, I mean you know both those games Vanderbilt honestly You'd be pretty disappointed if you're Clark Lee because there's been there's been no steps forward after arguably they had a couple of steps forward last year, um, and in this A and M game, it's just what they should have done to Mississippi yep. State. I mean, obviously, this is the uh, the game of firing. So I mean, Arnett gets fired, Jimbo gets fired. Um, I, I saw a tweet today that joked that some random guy in the stands probably got fired from his job on Monday. That had <laughs> n- nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with the game. I mean, everybody got fired on Saturday in this game. But, yeah, um, you know. But hey, let's not uh, let's not forget. We got to talk about
1: you know, the beast, oh, you know the big, the beast. You know, I'm saving. You know, <laughs> I was saving it for you. You wanna, yeah. you wanna, you wanna tell us about the Polar Express game?
0: <laughs> you know, this on being an Arkansas fan, this was honestly probably one of the more embarrassing losses in my lifetime simply for the fact that we were playing a team that we we felt like we were on even par with which you're uh, favored over
1: we're we're favored over True. before you get into the 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 how like hold on arkansas was a three-point favorite it's at home we just watched after the crap from the last few weeks last week arkansas really just shows up for kenny guyton and it's like oh man maybe they're going to turn a corner now that they got enos out of there and they beat Florida on the road, coming in hot. And and Auburn struggled all year offensively. What do the Hogs do? And and, and how does this happen? Yeah, it's have
0: they quit? <sighs> you know, and that's that's what we texted about Jordan on Saturday. You know, the ultimate the ultimate death nail for a coach is when his team quits and they completely quit believing. And yep. it happened from the get go. You know, Auburn marches down, and then all of a sudden we have a punt return, <clears> we're down fourteen zero. I mean, it was just embarrassing. I mean, the whole thing was embarrassing. And the play calling was really back to as bad or worse than Dan Enos. And so you you sit there and you say, okay, was Dan a scapegoat, you know, for this whole thing? Was Dan really the problem? Um, I just – I think this team's got major, major issues. And honestly, at this point, Jordan, I mean, they've quit. They really have.
1: I mean, that's the only explanation because, again, Auburn's not been good offensively. And Arkansas has been good defensively. But in this one, you know, Auburn doubled Arkansas in yards. And on third down, Auburn 7 of 12, which is really strong. Arkansas was 1 of 12. I mean, Auburn tripled them in first downs in this game. I mean, they just – they dominated every aspect. Yeah, Um, and,
0: you know, Hugh Freeze said today, he said, honestly, we milked the clock. In the fourth quarter, we could have scored more. And, I mean, how yeah. embarrassing is that? And, in my opinion, we haven't talked about it yet, Jordan. I'm sure we will a little bit further. And Auburn's bowl eligible now, by the way. And the, Yeah, and they're bowl eligible. And, they, and they're hot. Peyton Thorne played really well. Uh, Dark mm-hmm. West played good. I mean, at the end of the day, <clears throat> this is the type of game that shakes the foundation of a program. And, honestly, it's a fireable offense. I mean, you know, we keep talking about these fireable yep. offenses every week. But when you lose like this, it's over. I mean, you don't get any more what-ifs. This this. is your
1: Chad Morris uh, Western Kentucky game. Western
0: Kentucky. Yep. You got it. You're dead on. And, hey, they play FIU this week, and I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if they lose that game. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if they do,
1: Sam Pittman will not coach the finale. Well, if if they do, there will be a Brett Bielema-type firing on the (laughs) Yeah. So. Look, we're not going to let you go back to the locker room. We're just going to yeah. cut you loose here. Yeah, so, you done a good yeah. job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll move on to the Big 12 now, Drew. It's all right. All right, Drew. So before we really get into the games of the Big 12, I think uh, where we kind of need to start is with the Big 12 championship odds and, and the, the tiebreakers. So, luckily, like we talked about at the front of the show, Drew and I had some technical difficulties, which delayed us by a day. Um, it actually provided a little bit of uh, assistance on this one. So, here's, here's the deal, Drew. This is where I, I was going to originally complain about this until we got delayed. We have a situation right now where if the favorites went out, and we're talking, so Texas is, is in front of the conference because they've only got one conference loss. So, we're going to count them in. However, we've got three two-loss teams that would – if they went out, that being Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State, if they all went out, they're all going to have two losses, right? Well, with those three teams, K-State's played Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State beat them. Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. However, because Oklahoma and K-State have not played under the – what should be the tiebreaker for this season – it would actually be K State that would get the nod over Oklahoma State because, because of the Oklahoma K State teams not playing, they go to the next tiebreaker down, which is just record against common opponents. K State would get the nod. Now that was that was before that was before we had technical difficulties. So the Big Twelve has gone back and now has changed. They said clarified the rule. Um, they didn't clarify Diddley. They they just changed the rule in the middle of the season. Um, and so now they have changed it to where K state no longer is the team that goes now it's Oklahoma state because they have a head to head win over both of the teams are tied with, which is how it should be Right. Know, if you're making the rule before the season, um, right. you, you know, again, if I'm a K state fan, I'd be pretty pissed right now. Um, sure. And, and you know, to, to some degree, it's it's probably a good thing that it is K State that's getting screwed and not an Oklahoma or a Texas in this situation, because those teams are leaving the conference. Yeah, they th- there might be some lawsuits involved with uh, with trying to change the rule mid season to do something like that. Um, yeah, no doubt. But I, I think you're forgetting one uh, 2 lost team, Jordan. Well, they, if that's if I if Iowa State was still there, Texas would not have won out. So that would change the I got the dynamic of it, it. Yes, I, I see. I well. see. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I'm, with you. I'm, I'm tracking with you. It's okay. calculus for me. Uh, dude, there's, calculus. There are so yeah. many variables and scenarios right now with, with the Big 12. So many teams could still win it. Um, so there's still, still a lot up in the air. And, again, this could get even more interesting, Drew, if, say, Oklahoma and K-State went out but Oklahoma State loses and Texas drops down into a three way tie with with K State, and Oklahoma. And then, well, you're in the same scenario. And I think in that case, I, I don't I think it's Oklahoma and K State. I don't know. it's it is a mess. and you cannot change the rules in the middle of the season. Yeah, you can't. it's it's crazy. Um, but while we're talking about it, let's let's talk real quick about
0: who everybody's got left. So Texas has got Iowa State. And Texas Tech. That's not an easy – No. That's not an easy road. No. OSU has got Houston and BYU. That that is an easy road. Yeah. OU, which you already know, but BYU, TCU. I I like that. I like that page. They're both –
1: Yep. I'm sorry.
0: At at BYU, 11 o'clock game, like our chances there, TCU to finish it out. Right. And then finally – Let's see here. Iowa State's got Texas, Kansas State, really, really tough tough pull for right. Iowa State. And then K State has got Kansas and Iowa State. So yeah, definitely not, tough, not an easy
1: one for them either. Tough slate
0: there. But hey, if you're Texas, Oklahoma State or OU, I mean you you gotta be you gotta be feeling pretty salty about that that uh, that run there. It's yeah. not you know, OU and Oklahoma State for sure. You gotta be feeling good.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean those two both have the easiest down the stretch. Um, I mean Texas. Texas has a tough has a tough ending. I mean Iowa State going and playing a night game in Ames. That's that's not an easy not an easy gig. But all right, let's before we jump too much into that, let's uh, let's kind of run through the games this week. Um, you know, obviously the SEC had a whole lot of blowouts. Well, so did the Big Twelve. And I, I think we have to start with the most surprising blowout. Drew, I think you actually picked UCF to upset Oklahoma State. I don't think you picked them to beat them by forty-two, though, did you? No, didn't
0: didn't quite uh, didn't quite see that one coming. So weirdest game of the, of the week, no doubt about it. I still can't quite wrap my head around it. But isn't it, isn't it par for
1: the course for Oklahoma State? Oh for yeah, the year? you get a big I mean, win and then just. But well, I mean, yeah, you look at their year. What they do, they beat all the best teams on their schedule, and then they lose to teams like UCF, South Alabama. Uh, I guess Iowa State's not a bad loss, but just baffling Um, oh, I, I mean but really I, odd is this not the just quintessential hangover game I yeah mean, no it is this is the this is the hangover that you see when a guy is face down in, in a pool of vomit next to a gutter in the middle of the street kind of hangover I mean yeah
0: it, it's good it, it's, it's bad which I mean I think we talked about it last week on the pod that this was a tough spot for Oklahoma State to be in right. going to this game and uh it it, it proved true All right, you know R.J. Harvey had a heck of a game for UCF, three touchdowns, 206 yards. But they they really decimated OSU. And, and really, this was a costly loss because OSU is in complete, complete, uh, you know, really the reins at this thing if they win this game in the Big 12. I mean, it it could end up being a
1: really, really costly uh, loss at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, right at at this point, their uh, margin of error is gone. If they lose another game – they're out. Um, I don't. I don't see them losing to BYU, but at Houston this weekend, after what we just saw, um, yeah. You know they 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 definitely put themselves in harm harm's way when they really didn't need to, for yeah, sure, for sure. With um, a gimme game, yeah, for sure. Now, you know, talking about a gimme game. I mean, it should have been it should have been one for Texas as well. But they had to again, you know, another game just like last week with K State, blow the doors off of TCU early. It was twenty six to six at half, and it was still that score going into the fourth. And then they get outscored twenty to three in the fourth quarter, and darn near blow that game at the end. Um, but again, three weeks or three games in a row. I, but if I'm not forgetting one, I mean, they had the Houston game where the bad spot by the ref help texas win that one then you had the k-state come back against them and now you had the tcu come back so they are uh they are they're playing with fire um and i don't think you want to do that in ames no i don't think so too hey it was costly they lost jonathan brooks for the year to a torn yeah.
0: acl and uh you know it's uh it's not a good thing I mean, quinn ewers did play 317 yards one touchdown one interception a little bit rusty but uh strange game uninspired effort i guess you could say uh by texas but man we'll see how bad that hurts to lose jonathan brooks he's extremely valuable
1: um so anyway we'll see how it goes right well another probably surprising outcome was texas tech knocking off kansas 16 to 13 in lawrence now for those that didn't watch the game jason bean kansas as well i guess kansas second string quarterback which again drew kansas almost won this game Nothing, and I, I know this is this is bad that they lost to Texas Tech, who's you know five and five, so nothing special. But man, I just keep wanting giving a hat tip to to Kansas coach Lance Leipold. Like my gosh, down to his third string quarterback at Kansas, freshman Cole Ballard, he goes nine of twenty for one hundred twenty four yards and interception, and he and they stay in this game. They they use the rushing attack with Devin Neal. I mean, I just I, they are a good football team and they almost found a way to win this in fact they drove down and had to settle for a field goal to tie it late and you know the bad thing is i had to i I didn't get to watch the very end i thought it was going to go to overtime because kansas kicked their field goal to tie this game at 13 with 25 seconds left i think is that right yeah so i assumed it was going to go to overtime and somehow in that time tech got down the field and and got in field goal range to win. it. So yeah, unbelievable. I mean, Lance
0: Leipold. I mean, you know, what, what 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 more can we say about this guy? I mean, he wins. He wins different ways. He's got the depth. He gets as much as possible out of his uh, out of his players. And so at this point, he's winning with different guys every single week. And I mean, you know, all these coaching vacancies. There's no doubt that his name should be coming up in Kansas. You know, if I'm in, you got to be sweating bullets a little bit. Oh yeah
1: let me ask you this if you if you believe sam Pittman's gonna be out at arkansas as a hog fan would you be excited if Lance Leipold was the was the arkansas head coach absolutely that would be a completely acceptable
0: exciting hire um i'd be really curious what we would pay him honestly yeah um but man you know a program like kansas obviously i feel like arkansas is better program than kansas better
1: well better okay.
0: uh you Facilities and things like that. Right. But I, I would love to think what Lance Laphol could do at Arkansas, and so uh, he he may be a little bit overlooked here early on uh, as a candidate out there. And and I don't know what his loyalty is to to Kansas. I would have yep. to think that he's Not he's a someone lot, I would who think. could be <laughs> who could be bought, you know, and swayed right away. Um, so anyway, well, we'll, okay. we'll see, man. he's impressive. I don't
1: want to go too deep down this rabbit hole, but I, I do want to do it for a minute because talking about about Arkansas going back to the coaching search thing when Arkansas hired Brett Bielema I thought it was a terrible hire because just what he ran at Wisconsin I was like man he's gonna try to go run you know power power football and bully ball players against Alabama and Georgia and and, and that's just not gonna work and obviously it did not work of course then again neither, neither did Chad Morris um What I wanted Arkansas to do is what Mississippi State did. They went and got Mike Leach, somebody who's going to do something a little bit different. And that's why I love Lance Leipold because right now, like we talked about it, Arkansas is on the lower echelon right now in the SEC. You know what you got to do when you're, you have less talent than your opponents. You have to do something different. You cannot play them man up. You've got to do a lot of misdirection, a lot of fun stuff, um, sending guys in motion before the play. That's what Kansas does. And you can call gimmicky, but man, sometimes you got to do some stuff on the coaching side to make up for talent, and that's why I think Slapold would be great at Arkansas. Yeah, I agree completely. He's shown it at Kansas against with less talent than the teams he's playing. I think he could do it again. Yeah, Um, absolutely. All right, what should have been probably the biggest game of the week between six and three, West Virginia, and and eight and two now Oklahoma. was was not. I mean Oklahoma just splattered the Mountaineers. Um you know Southern Blitz was live and live and in person for this one. And uh <laughs> yeah it was a it was a late one unfortunately. It was a hey, long game. Did we pay did right. we pay for that trip? Did yeah. We, did we yes, pay we for did. that We sure did
0: unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. Okay.
1: But uh <laughs> yeah, I mean Dylan Gabriel eight total touchdowns. Um I thought he was solid. He was good. Um, he missed some easy throws. I mean, the offensive line did a heck of a job. The receivers, I mean, you got to talk about Drake Stoops, who suddenly he's he's got some draft numbers coming up. I mean, he 10 catches for 164 in this one with three touchdowns. Uh, he was a one-man wrecking crew. So football guy. Football, football guy. guy, yeah. It's a bring your lunch pail kind of guy.
0: That's right. I like uh, them guys. The, yeah, like the, them the, the guys.
1: patented little uh, short white slot receiver that just – Glue on his hands. Yep, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, no big... impressive
0: win for uh for the Sooners. They and you know we said this last week on the pod. They they need to take care of business. You know they should have and they did. And I you know impressive impressive win over a team that's been way better than what we uh, than what we thought.
1: Yeah, and, and here's the deal though, Drew. I don't. I think West Virginia and Oklahoma State are very very similar teams. It's just it's crazy what. You know, a week can do for your mindset, I guess, when you're a football team. Um, granted right. Oklahoma did get Danny Stutzman back on defense in this one, but yeah. It, they they did what they should have done to Oklahoma State, but they did it to West Virginia. And uh now they gotta hope the Cowboys lose one. Sure. Um yeah. So does so does Kansas State. Uh they did their part on Saturday though. They just wrecked Baylor. I mean, is Dave Aranda fired yet, Drew? Yeah, they, they
0: ended well, he's not fired yet, but he should be. I know so they, they, ended, they ended him. they ended him. They ended him. They they finished him as uh as the video game would say. Yeah. So they, 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 they finished
1: him. It's over. Has to be over,
0: right? I mean there's no way. You're a defensive guy you just gave up fifty
1: nine points in a game you were never competitive in.
0: Yeah, and this is not the first time. So,
1: I mean, you know, no, it's and, a the thing.
0: Yeah, it's just a weekly thing at this point. And Your Baylor, Baylor fan, you've got to be upset.
1: Yeah, we, we, we can't forget that Baylor will be joining the Hogs um, in the yes. Home for Christmas fun as they drop their seventh game of the year. They will not be going bowling.
0: That'll be fun, man. They'll be they'll be there to get the table set and uh, yeah. cook the food and all that. And uh, the big boys will show up, you know after New Year's yeah. sometimes you know. So
1: yeah. Well, they join uh they joined Cincinnati as the only other Big 12 team that is currently not going to be bowl eligible. Uh, we got some six lost teams that uh that we will see if they uh if they manage to scrape by. Um, Houston's one of them, and Houston on Saturday took a tough loss at home to Cincinnati. Um uh, really odd,
0: really odd game. I know. Really first odd first Big 12 odd win
1: game. too for Cincinnati. There you go there you go so in in a game where they're not going bowling and uh yeah they I mean not a, not a real pretty game but they did enough and now Houston's gonna have to win their final two to get bowl eligible and obviously we talked about it they've got Oklahoma State this week so not a, not an easy yeah. path for the Cougars not at all not at all meanwhile the other Cougars BYU also not with a very easy path as they got absolutely. Hammered as well by Iowa State at home in Provo, night game. It didn't matter, Drew. It didn't matter that they were 20-1 and at home at night over the last, I don't know, five or six years. Um, yeah, Iowa State is playing really good football right now, and they beat them 45-13. Yeah,
0: yeah. Impressive performance by Iowa State. They continue to trend up here at the end of the year. Just a phenomenal job by uh, Matt Campbell can't say enough. We've said it every week. It's not like a broken record, but I mean, he's doing just like uh, Lance Leipold. He's doing so much with what seems like so little, you know, so you gotta be, you
1: gotta be fired up for your Cyclone fan. Yeah. Well now BYU did manage to win something in this game. They, they managed to win the hearts and minds of the, the Iowa state visiting fans. I don't know if you saw this Drew. I tweeted it out. Um, But apparently after the first quarter, BYU handed out brownies and ice cream to the to the Iowa State visitor section. Yeah, I like that. That's That's good. That's That's good. That's some that's some good politicking to your new conference mates. Uh,
0: I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff.
1: And part of it, I think, Drew, is, is, you know, Utah coming in. BYU hates Utah. Utah hates BYU. Well, BYU's right. already here, so maybe they're just trying to get everybody cozied up to them. Like, man, BYU sure is nice. And BYU's like, well, screw Utah. And they're like, yeah, screw Utah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, that's, uh. how you, that's how you win hearts and minds. Brownies and ice cream. I like it. I it's like nice. it. You know, it would work on me. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. So, anyway, uh, you know, we, we talked over Big 12 championship. I mean, again. Oklahoma State's got a pretty easy road. I, I think they still get there. That's um, just based on the, the tiebreaker. Obviously, who's win out, and they they've got the two teams on their schedule that you would want to see if you need to win out um, with BYU and and Houston. So I think they get there. What do you think? Uh, I mean,
0: my, I would love to see Iowa State just blow everybody's mind and make it somehow some way. That would be
1: hilarious um but uh, yeah you State's gonna beat texas i'm I'm gonna call that yeah. up it right now
0: yeah it'll it, it, it create away.
1: chaos yeah yeah yeah
0: and that will create chaos and it and i'm hoping sure.
1: I, I i would well, love to see more chaos i think it'd be fun
0: i do too. and I, i'm not convinced texas tech couldn't get it done too you know i mean lousy yep. year kind of their super bowl you know to end of the year i mean you know and I, with this comment in the can, offseason you know
1: your mark's gonna the Big Twelve President Brett Yornmark, will be in attendance in Lubbock for that game. Right, right. Agreed, agreed. But
0: uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's nothing sure coming down here. Uh, coming down here to the end, so it, it'll be fun to watch.
1: Okay, so are you going to pick them though? Iowa State, I Texas. Pick them? Are you going to go for the upset? Oh man, I,
0: I'll put it this way. I think I don't think Texas is going to go unscathed the next two weeks. I think they're going to lose one of their next two games. So okay. I'll put it that way. I'll, okay. I'll go on record to say that.
1: Okay. All right. What about the uh, this? Is it Sunflower State? I think that's what Kansas is. Uh, Jayhawks hosting Wildcats. Who do you have in the Kansas showdown? The Sunflower State man. That, that was that was impressive data. He just. I could, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. So I don't know how impressive <laughs> it is. That might that very uh, well could be wrong.
0: All right, battle for the sunflower state here. Yeah, uh, we're gonna call it that regardless, because you don't know <laughs> yeah. what it is if it's not. <laughs> uh, you know, man, uh, give me the uh, give me the Wildcats in this one, even on the road. I'm not worried about that, but yeah. Kansas has done so much with so little. But man, they're banged up. Uh, I don't know what the status is on being yeah at this point. Uh, so give me give me K State, man. Give me those Wildcats. Finish strong. Got got a ton to play for. To
1: play for, yeah, it, it, with a healthy bean, I think this is a great game. With a healthy Jalen Daniels, I might even take the the upset with the Jayhawks. But man, K State has been rolling recently. I mean, they're only, I mean, they've been blowing everybody out outside of the Texas loss, um, which they, you know, they lost in overtime. So I, I think, I think K State handles this one, especially if, if Kansas has to roll Ballard out there. I mean, there's only only so many smoke and mirrors that, uh, that Leipold can use. Um, so I'll I'll take the Wildcats as well. All right, but, agreed. All right. So does Oklahoma State get the big one? I don't I don't see them losing at home in the finale to clinch the Big Twelve championship to BYU. So if it's if Oklahoma State's not getting there, they're gonna have to lose this week at Houston as a seven point favorite. Do they do it? You know, Oklahoma State. It,
0: you know, it's not as easy as saying, "Oh, heck, no, man! You kidding me? There's no way." Um, because they just played so weird at times yeah. this year, but uh, but no, give me give me the Cowboys. They're not going to drop this one. I think Houston is going the wrong way quick, and uh, let's not forget. I mean, the only way they've won two games is just absolute miracles, you know, in the Big yeah. Twelve. Hell yeah, I mean, it, you know, that's not gonna that's not gonna get it done. So yeah, give us the Cowboys to
1: uh, keep on keep on rolling. I agree. I think they got a wake up call from UCF, and they come out with some fire against a, an inferior opponent, and they get it done. Yep. Um, does UCF? Okay, so UCF, Texas Tech, both with huge wins over ranked teams this past week. Now they play each other. Who keeps rolling, Drew? I'm going to UCF. I think they Uh-oh. keep rolling. I think they hit a
0: they hit a lull there. Uh, they hit a lull there midseason but I think they're picking up steam again.
1: They've got Plumlee at full strength. Give me those uh, golden eyes. To- well, I mean, I, you know, I look at this and I, I see it as a really tight game too. Um, I mean, you, you look at how UCF has played since John Reese Plumlee's coming back. I mean, they blow out Oklahoma State. Before that, they, uh, you know, they took Oklahoma to the wire uh, and and then they beat Cincinnati as well. So, you know, they're two and one with a close loss in Norman since Plumlee's been back. Um yeah, in Lubbock, that's a tough draw. I'm going to go with you, though. I'm going go to go the upset. I'm going to take the Golden Knights as well. Um, right. I, I, I have more faith in Plumlee in a close game than I do Baron Morton. So, yeah, give me a yeah. seat.
0: I agree. I think it's a, a trending pick right now. You know, I really do.
1: Yeah, they are. I like now, those Tech, Golden Knights. Texas Tech is a three-point favorite, just FYI. But, okay. all right. Um, in the who could be – the worst team in the conference bowl, uh, Baylor, TCU, both losing records right now. I mean, if TCU loses this, they are officially on the home for Christmas list. If Baylor loses, they're going to take their eighth loss, and th- there's no salvaging it if you're Baylor. But man, a win over TCU would sure go a long way in making f- people feel better, right? Um, yeah, there's no way. That, 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 you you yeah, go get your head checked, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- TCU is going to roll in this one. Um, and you very well. If T C wins this game, like I expect they will, I think Aranda gets fired the next day. Right. Yeah, I can see it. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Cincinnati, West Virginia. Can the Mountaineers bounce back against a three-and-seven Bearcat squad? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. They're
0: way better than this squad. Bearcats don't find uh, don't find luck and gold two weeks in a row. So give me, give me those
1: Mountaineers, baby. I agree. Yep. And in fact, I like West Virginia. Um, They are a six and a half point favorite. I'd like them to win by at least a touchdown and they're going to be one of my big three bets Um, as is Iowa state. Iowa state, by the way, Iowa state's an eight point underdog um, hosting Texas. So, all right, wrapping up big 12, 24 and a half point road favorite, Oklahoma travels to Provo. Not the night game though, Drew. Not only is it not a night game, it's an 11 a.m. Eastern time kick. Or, sorry, 11 a.m. central time kick. This is a 10 a.m. mountain time, which is where Provo is, kickoff. So, you got a morning game. Maybe they bring coffee and bagels instead of brownies and ice cream. I don't know. But, yeah, either way, give me Oklahoma. I think BYU's gone to sleep on this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Give uh, Give me Oklahoma. No way, no way, no way they drop this game. Again, just like a lot of these
1: other teams, too much to play for. Yep. All right, let's switch over to the SEC, and it's not going to be a very fun one for the most part because it no. is Cupcake Week. Um, yeah. you're not calling Chattanooga upset in Alabama, true? Yeah, no, not not calling now. There may be some other upsets I'll call, yeah. but I'm
0: not calling that one. I can tell you right now.
1: All right, we're gonna we're gonna skip over these: Ole Miss, UL Monroe, Texas A&M's playing Abilene Christian. I mean, come on. Come on, SEC. Auburn takes on New Mexico State. Uh, Arkansas is taking on Florida International. You want to take that one? You know what I'll say about that one is I,
0: Arkansas. I don't think loses this game, but I do think it's a ten point game.
1: So okay. I, I think Arkansas, Arkansas is favored is just, by twenty nine and a half. So you're saying yeah. take take the points and uh, take and the, points. the Panthers. Okay, take the points and uh, this team is, is
0: quit. And uh, you, you know I'm telling you right now, this is the beginning of the end for Sam as of, you know, five o'clock on, uh, November 14th, he's not gone yet, but this, this is the beginning. And this team didn't play last week. They're not playing this week. And I'm telling you take those points all day. I know nothing about Florida international, but I've seen (laughs) enough coastal Carolinas, Western Kentucky's Louisiana Monroe games with Arkansas to know this. this is, this this is is dangerous. Yeah. This is
1: dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, LSU as Georgia state. That's a big book. de do. Um, the only one I'll mention is Mississippi State-Southern Miss. Does that one get interesting?
0: You know, it, it very well could, Jordan. Uh, Southern Miss is not that great this year, so they helped
1: up here in the Sun Belt. Um, it's, but it's but... T- it's a little bit tougher to call because, I mean, you saw what Arkansas did after they fired Danitos. Enos. Right. Does, right. Do they come out and, I don't know, show something? I don't think they show anything. I, I just think they win, you know, I,
0: you know, I think it's an ugly game, 17 point win, 14 point win, something like that
1: uh, yeah. on a,
0: on a good year for Southern Miss. No doubt. I'd I do be feeling pretty good about this, but man, they're right. not who they have been in the past.
1: You know, it'll be interesting too, Drew is, you know, if Mississippi state wins this game, they will be five and six and the egg bowl. egg bowl, yeah, the egg bowl could determine whether or not they go bowling and, uh, you, you never know with a rivalry game. So that'll, that'll, well, and up. how is Ole Miss? <laughs> yeah. And is Ole Miss feeling bad about themselves after last week? Right. You know, I mean, well, it won't matter down. this week, but. Right. Exactly. Yeah. We'll see. It'll be fun. Um, there are a few good SEC games. Um, you know, Florida, Missouri. I, uh, man, I, I was really excited about Florida when they looked like they could take out LSU. Yeah. Um, but Missouri at home night game with a with a pumped up crowd right now, yeah. Give me the Tigers. Yeah, again, man.
0: I feel like a broken record. There's so much in front of Mizzou right now, and uh, you know Florida is going the wrong way fast. And so give me give me them
1: Tigers. Give me those Tigers. Yeah. All right. So here's a tight one. Two point road favorite Kentucky. Heads, uh, heads into uh, South Carolina. Gamecocks, Wildcats, which way are you leaning?
0: Always a, a, a kind of a testy game. You know, obviously Beamer and Stoops do not like each other. Uh, going back to the Shades comments at SC Media Days, they are not big fans of each other. So I think there's going to be a lot of emotion in this game, a lot of back and forth. Is this game in Columbia? Am I yes. right on that?
1: Yeah, it's Columbia. Six thirty. 30
0: Tight game. Very, very, very tight game. Um and I guess what is South Carolina's record right now? Four and four, six. Four and six. Four and six. They need this game in a bad way.
1: Um Man, this is a tough one. Didn't expect this uh, one to be a I, tough. I know.
0: A tough pick. But give me you know what? Beamer always seems to pull some random game out of his hat at the end of the season. Yeah. Give me this one. Give me this one. South Carolina Gamecock beat Kentucky, oh, and uh, you know I'm not happy about it because I'm not a Beamer fan. I, I I, I'm it, not happy not you
1: uh, because I assumed you, know. you were going to pick the better team with Kentucky <laughs> and, and roll with the favorite on this one because Kentucky is better this year. I, well, I picked a preseason, but I'm backing I, off on that. I shouldn't have tossed it to you first. I, I want South Carolina as well. I, uh, you know, they finally throttled someone with Vandy. It's a home game. They need it for bowl eligibility. And similar to last year, maybe they just get some magic going. Yeah, I, I, I actually like South Carolina in this one. Uh, I think they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and they want to prove it, and I, I want the upset as well. So I guess yep. I'll just ride along your stupid train. Um, there we go. Agree, we I,
0: agree all the time. We agree way too much. That's what people tell much. us, we
1: agree too much on the pod. So. It, it you know makes me question my intelligence. So, um all right, there is a big game though. It's not quite as big as it would have been uh, at Tennessee. Not just gotten the doors blown off of them last week, but seven and three Tennessee hosting ten and zero Georgia, and right now Georgia is starting to look like Georgia. Any chance for the Vols in this one? No, no. Nope. Wow. I mean, again, you got to be crazy to
0: bet against Georgia right now. They've got Brock back. Uh, Tennessee. You know, this game is personal. It always is. And uh, I think George is going to take it that way, you know, coming into this game. And so there's, there's just no chance, man. I mean, I have no faith that Joe Milton can get this upset done. So, and and look, we saw Tennessee get decimated last week by Mizzou's offense. What do we think George is going to do to him? So give me, give me them dogs. Give me them dogs.
1: I agree. I, uh, you know, I, I know how rowdy it can get in Knoxville, but it's a little bit tougher for that crowd to get too crazy when you just got throttled by Missouri. Um, right. Yeah. Luckily, they got Vandy next week, and I think they end up finishing 8-4, and four, which is still a really strong, what you'd consider yeah. a down year, Tennessee. So, I think Hypo's has got, got him rolling right now in Knoxville. But, yeah. Yeah. no, I, I like Georgia, and I like Georgia minus 10 as well. So – I think the Bulldogs keep rolling. Um, tough, uh, tough week in the SEC, honestly. Yeah. Not, not a whole lot to watch, for sure. But, hey, that's why we got two conferences, true. That's right. That's right. Good week in the Big 12. Yeah. So, let's uh, recap those big three bets. We got Iowa State plus eight, West Virginia minus six and a half, and then the one I didn't already tell you was Florida plus 11 and a half. I think they can keep it close with Missouri. Maybe a little bit of a hangover for the Tigers. Um, and they let Florida hang around too long. So, if you want another one in there, throw in Georgia minus 10 because they're they're probably about to blow out the Vols as well. Yeah, man, that Arkansas game. I'd take it all day. All okay. day. Okay. Drew Drew's big one bet. Arkansas. <laughs> or, sorry, <laughs> yeah. plus 29 and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'll win that one this week. I'm starting my own Yeah, yeah. Show here. 100%. If you if you win it, you'll be <laughs> 1-0, so – all right well appreciate you guys fighting through these technical difficulties and waiting uh waiting an extra day to get the pod um drew let's uh close it out
0: here we go man another big week big 12's coming down to the finish line tune in uh make those big three bets and we will see you next week